sometimes when I swing at that ball, man, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And like my feet end up. I, I have... So wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I need you to pause right there. We're making a golf <laughs> podcast and you just openly admitted that you're swinging at the ball and have no idea what's going on. Is it standing water? No, it was standing mud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Unforgettable Golf. I'm Brad. Zach, say hi. I'm back, people. Zach is back, and that means together we make Unforgettable Golf. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, or this podcast. Zach, since you're back, why don't you take the lead in this episode? Why don't you tell me what's been going on with you? All right, Brad. So I've been playing a ton of golf, obviously. That's what I do, you know? And uh, my game is coming together pretty well, honestly. Um, I've had some really good rounds. I've had some pretty bad rounds. But you know, I've been working on some stuff, like trying to figure some stuff out. Um, the driver was super hot and now it is ice cold. I'm slices back. That's all I got to say. And did working on trying to fix some stuff with that. Um, I've played some rounds. I've been shooting in the low nineties and basically making stupid mistakes. Right. And give me an example. If you got one, can you think of one? Well, so if you know a club isn't really working for you, you don't have confidence in it. What have <laughs> I said before? Like, leave it in the bag. Don't pull it out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in the middle of rounds. I'm trying to fix my driver's swing, and it's causing me to be out of bounds or put myself in positions I shouldn't be. And Is it messing up your other swings too, like your other clubs? No. So here, here's the thing. If anybody that follows us on social media, you've seen my swing. I'm the bigger guy. I come down. We're my, both big. Okay. Yeah, we're both well, big. I'm bigger than the other big guy. Um, <laughs> my swing, if you watch it, I come in so steep at the ball, right? With my irons. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the button. You are end, chopping wood yeah. with that iron swing. You look at that and it's like, holy man. And I, I told you before, I'm taking divots out of the ground that are probably about six inches into the ground. That gets yeah. massive, right? I didn't believe how big. I couldn't believe how big a divots you were sending me pictures of. Like shovels. You're taking yeah. shovelfuls of dirt out of the ground. But like it's weird because when people are playing with me, they can't believe that I'm hitting a seven iron 175 yards and taking that much freaking dirt with me, right? They cannot believe you're it. You're hitting like you're hitting like low rising stingers or two. Yeah, right? pretty much. It's and not when, like a when they hit the green. I kid you not, these things have brakes on. These balls have brakes on them because they're hitting that green and literally they're throwing up little like piffs of green. <laughs> that, Is that a word? I don't know, but when I go up to fix my <laughs> divot, I got to go and pick up little chunks of green and put it back in there, you know, and like tap it down, fluff it all up, get it. I'm like, well, I'm ruining greens, essentially. That's what's happening. You're just ruining golf courses across yeah, I'm, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm putting skid marks on these things. They're like literally probably like three to four inches long. Like that's, it's not like just nice little, it's like, like coming through. It's just insane. <laughs> but, I can't wait to see that. That'll be cool. If, but, you, if you have a couple of them when I'm in town. Yeah. So it's a good swing to have in the bag if I can remember how to do all of it all the time. Like, but 
Um, the problem is, is I can't hit anything that's a long. Like, I started struggling with a four iron. Um, right after I started struggling with my driver, you gave me a couple tips on how to keep the st- like, from coming in so steep. I thought I had it all figured out. And the very you next, did very for next a range round, session. Yeah, the very yeah. next round I played, it was all back. I was just horrible. But other than that, you know, been golfing the low nineties. Just recently, I had told you I was only like plus five after nine holes. So I was all excited. Yeah. And then on the back nine, I golfed a plus fifteen. So I was <laughs> right in the nineties again. It was great. But um, yeah. All in all, I mean, my my golf's been struggling. It's been up and down. Just constantly working on things, trying to get better. I can't complain too much, though. I've been having fun. But what about you? Yeah, I'm having fun with golf right now. Um, My practice has fallen off a bit. I don't know about you. It's hard to keep up the practice. You know, you're doing the stuff in your backyard. I'm doing my drills. But it's like, yeah, I did them solid for a couple weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's like whoa, it's been two weeks and I haven't done anything. I wonder why I suck at golf. Um, I'm playing decent. I'm playing right where, you know, probably my handicap says I should be. Um, we talked about this offline. I had an eagle. I hit a crappy drive that probably didn't go more than 225. I had 250 into the pin, and I put that ball, I would say, within six to eight feet of the world's smallest green and I have a video of the Eagle putt. So I think eventually I'll throw that up on Instagram and TikTok. Um it's a long video, but it's kind of cool. I think it's cool. It's an eagle. Yeah. You know, we don't get many chances at eagles. And a six to eight footer is no gimme for us. Yeah. You know? Every time I've had an eagle opportunity, it's like literally like a thirty or forty foot putt. And it's like that's that's almost three three putt range for me. <laughs> So, yeah, I couldn't tell you how many eagles I've had, but I did have one last year about the same time on a par five. So where I'm getting my chances are par fives that I'm getting there in two and close enough to the pin that I can kind of make the putt, kind of have a really good chance. Like you're saying, when you're 30, 40, 50 feet away for eagle, it's like, okay, hopefully I make par here still, right? Um, I do have one thing. I have one round I want to drop on you. Now, I have the card in front of me, and I was telling you about this, and I wanted to tell you the score really bad, but I thought we should save it for the podcast. So, I played 27 holes in four hours on a Sunday afternoon, and I played from the tips, but here's the thing. It's a par 70, and the yardage from the tips is 5,558 yards. So, that's a short course. So, it is a short course. Um, any guesses at what the number is going to look like? I'm going to think you probably golfed like nine. No. Yeah? No? Close, close, close. I golfed 12 over from oh, 82. Wow. Now, it's a short course. Yeah. And I had some bomb shots on it. Uh, I had I had an eagle chance. I was on the green from 50 feet away. Um, I two-putted for birdie. Um you know, there's par fours where I'm almost driving it. I'm leaving it 20 yards short of the green on a par four. So it's just a short course. And I think that's really why you see the score. So I don't know if it's really an 82 or what did I say? 83. You said it was an 82. Okay. I don't know if it's a real 82, especially cause I'm looking at the 
ranking and the slope, it's a 67.1 with a 119 slope. So by all means, it's easy. But I was hitting shots I had to hit, right? Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Everything else is probably not worth mentioning. Um, I've had rounds as high as 97. So I'm kind of sitting right where my handicap says I should be. Um, I mean, heck, an 82, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it was a front side 40. And it would be a backside 42. Uh, so I can't complain about it. I'm happy with it. Um, driver's doing pretty well for me lately. Everything else is not great. Um, but my long, my driver, my three wood, my five wood, my four iron, they're, they're, they're hot right now. So if I could keep my driver hot into this weekend, um, I think I have a good chance at this golf trip. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully you keep that uh that driver hot because you know we're gonna need that. When can I drop? <laughs> can I can I drop something else on you? Yeah, go ahead. Because I've been holding a lot back from you, and I've been doing it on purpose to try to. I want to get your live reaction to uh, on the podcast, right? Yeah. So the first thing is I have a couple new clubs. Okay. <laughs> I. The three iron is not new. It's back in the bag. I don't know what it's replacing yet. I might bring my three iron and leave my five wood just for the sake of traveling. Yeah. I feel like the three iron is safer option than a five wood. I also have a three hybrid. Oh. So. What brand? It's old. I walked into a pro shop and I was like, oh, a three hybrid. And they're like, yeah, we're selling it 10 bucks. Wow. And I'm like, give me that. I think, don't quote me on this, I think it's a Adams tight lie. Um, it's a three hybrid. I want to say it's 19 or 20 degrees. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but there is a huge difference between swinging a wood and a hybrid. The hybrid is so short, that thing feels so easy to control. Yeah, so that's what I've been lately to been taking the hybrid off the tee box because I hit my three with rollout at the 230 so it's like that's a bad drive you know but i hit it straight you know so no, it's you're like in play i put myself you're, in play and then i put yeah. myself with like a six or you know a seven iron into the green instead of you know a nine or a 52 degree whatever you know i've been using i feel like i'm not getting the reaction from you i felt like well, i would get i shot an 82 <laughs> and i have a i have different clubs in my bag and you're just like oh okay cool well it's I, I expected you to buy new, but uh, different clubs and stuff. Cause here's the thing, like when you're golfing and especially like with you, you've been hitting those long irons, you know, your longer clubs better. So it's like, you're going to be antsy to, to get something like that because you're going to hit it good. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, what's been working for you. And it's like, that's what for me, it's like, I was all excited to get new, some new wedges. I still don't hit them well. But, <laughs> you know, the 50, I, I started feeling so comfortable over top of this 56 degree that I got. And I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm getting it dialed. Like if, if the pin's 105 yards away, I'm like, this thing's going to, I'm going to put this close. I say that now. And then when the trip gets here, I'll be shaking. <laughs> Everything them. will be a top and yeah. a shank and a chunk and a skull. And 
All right. Well, I got one more thing I got to drop on you. Yeah. One more piece of breaking news, and then we could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Okay. Since the beginning of this month, maybe after the first weekend, so what was that, July 5th, I think? Yeah. So let me just look at the calendar. Yeah, July 5th. So that was Tuesday. Uh, basically a month ago now, right? I started on a diet. Oh, snap. <laughs> Do you want to guess how much weight I'm down? Uh, 15 pounds. I'm down 20 pounds. Dang. So I'm still probably bigger than I should be. Well, it's not. there's no probably. I am. Um, I figured that since 2018, I basically averaged putting on 20 pounds a year. Yeah. So I was at like 200 at my fittest in 2018. And I'm probably, well, there's no probably. I stepped on the scale a couple days into the diet. I was 280. I am now down to 260. So as far as prep for this uh, golf trip, there's probably nothing else more I could have done. Maybe just stayed on my drills and stuff a little better. But, you know, life. We're not getting paid to do this. And yeah. Sometimes it's boring. Yeah. Drills and- I-, I was going to say that, like. I've been putting so much because if anyone <laughs> follows the, you know, the social, I just got a Scotty putter. Yeah, that's breaking news. Yeah. Come on. So, like, I got a Scotty camera putter. I got the Newport 2. Um, I got the length I needed for the way I putt. I got everything I needed for it, you know. And you told me when I got it, like, you, you're – hopefully you're – you do and go with it when you come in when you come in because I went from a mallet to a blade, right? Right. The and weight difference is huge, huh? The thing is, is like the Scotty putter, the cam, the Scotty camera putters, they're so balanced, and it, like the weight, it feels like it. I try to explain it to my dad. I said this could sound really stupid, but it feels like I'm swinging a Cadillac, right? <laughs> like, like the top of the like a top of the line type deal like it's it's a perfectly balanced like feels good has a good rhythm like i feel like i'm good but the problem is is like you told me like oh you're probably gonna come short with a bladed putter i'm smoking some of these and i don't so I've, you don't you, you don't have the feel for it yet yeah so no then, lie right? i have probably in the last probably five days i've rolled probably 700 putts and I'm not exaggerating. And when I say like rolling pots, like that's on practice greens, that's in rounds, and give me a second. Brad. 700. Get yeah, out of here, gone. both of you. Go. This is I why. Think we should leave that in there. This is why I need to put my door back on. Yes. You should really have a door to the place that you're recording. These dogs, man. Gonna come in here and wrestle. But no, so back to what I was saying. Scotty, I've rolled so many putts lately. And they've been on practice greens, they've been in rounds, and then I have like a little simulated seven foot putt thing that I put in my living room, and I'll sit there while me and my wife are watching TV, and I'll just putt and putt and putt, just getting a feel for everything. And in my last round, I really was feeling good. I started having confidence behind the putter, and I'm rolling them pretty much to where they're like now stopping right next to the hole. I'm like, man, I just need a little bit more and that thing's going to drop, you know? So I think with a little bit more practice this week, it's going to be good. But I have a little bit of breaking news for you, Brad. 
So for the last like two weeks, I have completely changed my swing. Oh my god. And I am hitting the ball. I'm not I no longer have those crazy massive divots. I'm scooping it almost perfectly. That's why my round yesterday or whatever day that was, I told you I was only plus five. And when it started raining, my old swing came back. So okay. I'm a little bit upset that you <laughs> decided to change your swing two weeks before basically it'll be the golf trip or one golf trip of this year. But if it's working, it paid off. It, but the uh, thing is, it, I also don't like the fact that you told me not to get a lesson. I think that's what upsets me. You're over here <laughs> overhauling your swing. Like, I call cheating. We need no, to postpone. So I'm going to go get a lesson and I'll come back in two weeks. My cousin that is, you know, trying for the PGA and is going all over the country for tournaments and stuff. He's been like working with me a little bit on trying to get to fix that jabbing with my irons, right? And so what are you doing different? So now I'm I'm I've learned to shallow my club head out. So now instead like I'm keeping my lead arm way more straighter than I was before. Yeah, and so your backswing's way shorter. My backswing instead of that club looking like John Daly, now it's stopping right behind like a, a kind of a steeper actually yeah. a steeper angle with the it's not coming perfectly straight in my shoulders anymore, right? Yeah. It's and pointed then, up in the air still. Yeah. It's not parallel to the ground. And then like I was just I worked and worked and worked on getting a in to out swing. So like that way when I'm coming through Instead of having a natural fade, I my balls are going right now or left now, right for a draw. Mm-hmm. So I've been not. That's why, like when you said in the text message the other day, I told you on how much I was playing and practicing, and you're like, "Well, sometimes less is better." I've been just trying to. You're die. trying to. You're trying to get a month worth of work into a week. Yeah, and honestly, like I feel so much more comfortable now. Like standing over top of a ball, but the driver is still hit and miss. It's fifty fifty. Yeah, because you're still trying to crush it. I bet you if you just yeah. relax a little bit and just let the swing do the work, you and that's what I noticed. So smoke the ball. When I had that plus five and nine holes, the first nine holes, when I only used the driver three times and three the holes, the first why hole, is that? I don't know. The first hole I hit and it was really nice, straight down the middle of the fairway. It hit the fairway and rolled out into the green. It probably was like a 255 drive, right? Didn't kill it. Just gave a nice easy swing. Went up, hit the 52 degree, hit it onto the green. I left myself with like a 15 foot putt. All right. Ended up parring the hole. Had the two putt, whatever. The next hole was a par five. I hit the driver. And then I thought I swung into out, but it still went to the right. Like, and it hooked pretty bad. Or sliced pretty wait, wait. bad. Okay, it sliced, so it did go right. Yeah, sorry, my terminology gets messed up here a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, man. So I was like, well, I said, there's a par five coming up. I need to hit this club well. And I think that's where I made the mistake mentally. I told myself, yeah, I need to hit this that's, club well. That was a mistake. And then all sure. of a sudden, massive slice came back so you're so you're getting tense and you're getting quick with it yeah you think and that's what one of the things i've been working with with my swing change is my tempo if 
when we play together, you're going to see probably a big difference in like my backswing. It's a little bit more controlled, a little bit slower going back. I'm very quick with the way I do things. So it's like, I slowed it down probably the most I can. But like I noticed yours, like you have a very controlled backswing where you come back nice, slow, and then all of a sudden you just released and it's gone, right? But well, yeah, but I'm also trying to increase my back sp- backswing. When things are going well, yeah. Let me rephrase that. When things are going well and I'm hitting the ball well, I do know that there's a good tempo. But I also notice I can increase my backswing and keep it under control and keep a good tempo. I increase my distance like very, very easily. Yeah, these dogs are pissing me off. It's all right. That's a good spot to break <laughs> if you got to do something. I yeah, just here. give me one second. All right. I just put the door back up to where it's like leaning against. <laughs> so now they're gonna come, in. gonna come crash again. <laughs> yeah, that might happen. Well, Wait. I mean, I'm ha- I'm happy for you that the adjustment's paying off. If it wasn't paying off, or if it doesn't pay off, it's gonna kind of suck. So here's here's the thing. Like, I was concerned that I wasn't going to be able to go back to the way I was hitting my irons before, right? And one thing that my cousin was trying to work with me was like. He's like, you need to learn to keep that in there because coming down as steep as you do on that ball, the amount of spin you're generating on the ball is insane. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you could learn to control it a little bit more, I mean, you'll have a perfect stinger opportunity that yeah. you can use under trees or use with a three iron off the tee like Tiger or, you know, something like that. Yeah, so like, but he said the reason why I'm having a hard time hitting driver, hitting... Mm-hmm. Even the hybrid, I was still coming down on the hybrid, but somehow I was able to catch it right just perfectly to where it was going, right? So it has to do with angle of attack, yep. right? You're just coming way too steep on those clubs to be able to hit them. Yeah. So like with those clubs now, I'm getting the confidence back in them because now instead of my club head coming straight down on the ball, now I'm coming in almost a sweeping motion. And no wonder away. you're hitting drivers, stingers all day long. You're taking still... like a 10 degree club <laughs> and your attack angle is negative 15 degrees. You have like a negative <laughs> angle club. I'm still getting stingers with the driver, but it's going to, it's all going to come together. Like if it doesn't, we're not, you know, I yeah. mean, I think it'll be competitive no matter what. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I honestly, like I was getting a little nervous there because like my game wasn't changing much, but I was hitting good shots. But after the last round I played, with putting uh, implementing everything a lot of it was just keeping a calm head calm mind you know and just remembering so, this is my tempo you know this is what i need to right. do that type of deal finding that one swing thought that's working yeah. for you i i do have a question um okay i know your your cousin wants you to keep that shot in the back yeah but do you find yourself reverting back to it because it's easy and you know how to that hit it and you don't want to make the changes that is what happened to me on my last round that's so that's your that's what you're saying and you're plus yeah. five plus 15 you went back to your old yeah one you, you, so like I, yeah that's the hard the part, problem huh? is is it came the old swing only came back halfway so you need to like fully commit after this trip yeah to nothing nothing but that new swing yeah and i do too nothing but that new swing there is no old swing there is no other swing yeah and that's the thing you get it so easy it's just like muscle memory yeah and that's what that's why i've been working on it so much is to try to get the muscle memory up and that's what i've been hitting 
balls in my backyard. Um, I, <laughs> I was hitting into my shed and <laughs> is that the picture you sent me this morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had put a birdie ball you have to and post stuck that. it into my shed. Like I was like, Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Um, it's a weak spot, right? It's an old shed. Yeah. It's, it's the shed needs to come down. That's why I'm hitting stuff into it. But I put up a blanket, open up the doors, put a blanket into the shed. And, uh, I've been hitting normal golf balls into the blanket. I really nice. need to just get a net, but it's like, everything's feeling good. I've been videoing like just for my personal, for practice, like see where that, where that back end of the club is like, am I coming down with it or is it coming like across my body with my hinge, my, my wrist hinging, right. You know, and all that kind of stuff. Like, so been working on that. And I think I think it's going to be You're making good. huge changes that could cost a lot. I mean, a putter change is huge. Yes. And then a swing change. The thing is I hope, is, it, I hope it works out I've just made, well enough that we can play well and be competitive. I made all these changes just recently and my score hasn't changed. So it's like to me I'm playing almost the same amount of golf, same type of golf I was before before the changes, but these changes down the line are going to make me a better golfer. Does that make any right, sense? Right, you're looking at the long term. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all up in the air. And then when I do get things together, I play good good golf. It's just about putting together a full 18 rounds of good golf, you know? Yeah. But that brings up, uh, you know, as the time of recording this podcast, and this podcast might be a little delayed, but um, we're only two days from, three days from when you fly in. And I'm picking you yeah. up and I'm going to start the golfing escapades. I know. So what do you want us do you want to go over what our our ideas were for this golf trip? What do you want yeah. how do you want to do this? I mean, we'll go over I know um I think in one of the other podcasts we kind of went over the itinerary a little bit, but just as a little refresher, um I'm picking you up from the airport in Pittsburgh at, at 5:30, 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 5 a.m. It takes about two hours to get back into town. We're going to shoot back here. And depending on how you're feeling, we'll either go play nine holes at a crappy practice course that I golf at, or we'll just hit the range because we have a one o'clock tee time. That's an hour from my house at a golf course that I've never golfed before. And I think it'll be a good, good thing that's to cool. warm up with. Even, even playing yeah, field there. Kind of warm up so, with. And, um. Okay, so that's Thursday. I'm going to back up just a little yeah. bit. So you know how I, I sent you that note of the points? Yeah. Do you like that note? Do you like that idea where we play different types of golf the whole time and a cumulative stroke play the whole time? And Yeah, I mean, I don't care what we do. I, um, I didn't really look at that stuff, Brad. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> since you're a terrible friend, here's what we're going to do. If you said um, it a so, while ago, I forget it. Yeah. So the golf trip is going to be worth somewhere between 18 to 20 points. Okay. Thursday is worth three points. The practice round stroke play is worth one point. Then that one o'clock tea time is worth two points. And is anybody going with us to that? On Thursday, it's going to be my dad and um, an older guy named Bruce. It's my dad's buddy. Perfect. So on the on the idea, I have bingo, bango, bongo okay. worth two points. Just real quick with the bingo, bango, bongo thing, it's very difficult to play that with my dad. I tried playing that with my dad and my uncle, 
And my dad's the type of guy that just like hits the ball when he's ready. So it's like, and then my dad too, he'll hit bad tee shots. So he'll be 150 yards back. And then he's hitting a second shot. That's at my first shot, but he's still hitting again. And then he's on the edge of the green. And then he'll be like, I'm first out. And then he chips again. And then he's like, I got a point. And then he's close to the pit. I got two points. And then he's like, (laughs) and it's like. He somehow sweeps it. Yeah. It's weird. Okay, so maybe not bingo, bingo, bongo then. We can try it, definitely. I mean, whatever's going to make it fun. I think it's going to be fun no matter what, but. Okay. Then Friday, we are going to play two, potentially three rounds, right? Yeah, so Friday is, we're definitely playing two. I have a tea time for 8 a.m. in the morning. That day, we'll probably wake up at 6.30, um, eat some breakfast, be at the course like a little bit after 7 warm up a little bit on the range, roll some putts, and get moving at 8 a.m. You want to play, the well, the idea was a skins game that morning. Yeah, so that's probably just going to be me and you that morning. Okay, so we'll Maybe have, my dad, we'll, but... We'll have different options, but then a, a skim... Skims. <laughs> a skins game would work then. Yeah. Okay. And then the second match... Uh, I thought kind of just moving off of skins would be the same type of idea. We'd do match play. Yeah. And that the second match is going to be a 140 tee time on a different course. It'll give us a little bit of time to eat lunch. And then the course is only five minutes from the other course. So it's like, it's not too big of a deal to get there. Um, We'll have two other golfers with us on that one for sure. Okay. So. And and the whole idea too is through all of this we could keep our actual strokes cumulative yeah. for the whole whole time. Um and then we have potentially going to a bar simulator. We do one point for the longest drive over the eighteen, one point for the closest shot to the pin, and then two points for the stroke play there. Yeah. And we'll probably do that Friday night. It, do- it really Saturday. depends on how we feel after Friday, because Yeah. And we might be like, like forget the simulator. We we just want to rest and be ready for the scramble on yep. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday is going to be a fun day. Yeah, I had on here, and I think this is before we knew about the scramble or before it got decided we were doing a scramble. I had stroke play on here, so that'll get thrown out, and we're just going to do do a scramble. So um, I'll have to adjust the points. Maybe figure out something else for bingo, bango, bongo instead. Maybe we'll do a two-man scramble that day instead like me and you versus your dad and your buddy or each one of us with one of them or figure out something yeah we can figure out whatever that'll be cool though so we'll we'll come up all i'll work on that we're a couple days away i still got some time i'll work on something maybe adjusting it um what else anything else for the golf trip um now we're gonna play a lot of golf we're going to eat a lot of uh, golf course food and some bar food. And uh, I got Yeah, believe me, I- I'm ready for that after after this month-long diet. <laughs> but, I mean, I really don't know whether it's helping my golf game or not. But I think getting back in shape, no matter what, will help my golf game. So. Yeah, I really need to do it, too. It's just that, you know, it's easier to just grab, you know, double cheeseburger yeah. and fries and Yep, then a, a, a salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a chicken breast. Or... Yeah. But don't get um, me wrong, I like steaks, chicken, and salad. Like yeah, I'll I love eat those it too. all day long, but yeah. it's just more about the convenience. But yeah. That's all I'm doing. I'm just eating, you know, some vegetables and meat. And it's like 
yeah, all day long I'll eat a steak, I'll eat a protein wrapped burger, like the more meat the better. Throw yeah. in some veggies that I can So I like some veggies. Why are we talking about my I diet? don't know. Let's get back to golf. But uh, but speaking of diet too, I'm going to make sure that we have lots of like granola bars and stuff for the course cuz I noticed one thing. Oh, for pros, sure. Pros, they're eating like a granola bar in all water the time between each hole almost or during the hole. Yeah, so I heard something that you need one water for every three holes. Yeah. If it's so an average day. I take like a 16-ounce Gatorade bottle of water with ice, and that gets me through 18. So I'm wondering if I stayed hydrated a little bit better, if I had to play a little bit better, or if I had like a granola bar or something. You I'm usually just shoving. figure it out because we're trying to play, yeah. I don't know. Well, what, I'm usually 54? just shoving a glizzy down my throat, you know, halfway through at the nine on the turn. And then I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm good to go. And the next thing you know, it's like, eh. Probably should have been eating something a little bit more nutritious, but yeah, I always have snacks in my bag, even even if they're healthy. Like, wow, I've been doing this diet. Um, we gotta talk about a scramble. So for the scramble on Saturday, do you have any do you have any thoughts? You and I have both played in the scramble. Uh, we know we're not going to win because four guys that have never picked up a golf club are going to shoot a negative thirty five. Yeah, and beat <laughs> us, but. Maybe what's the what's your idea for strategy and how low do you think we can shoot? Okay, so right now it's gonna the scrambles me, you, my buddy Jeff, who is a consistent golfer. He golfs like low eighties, high seventies all the time. And then my dad. What I'm thinking as strategy wise is um we have my buddy Jeff T off first. Just simply because he's going to put us 265 yards out there with a ball in the middle of the fairway. And then it allows us to be able to attack it or do whatever we want to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think make him go first, my dad second, with driving. And then I think we do the same to keep the same order for a second shot too. But with putting, I haven't seen you putt yet or whatever. So, But I think the person with the best putt needs to go first with putting but that's hard to say because it could just depend on the day yeah but what i'm saying is like so for instance like we put my dad as first my dad is can be really good at putting or like absolutely horrible there like is no in between us. with him yeah. so it's like if he's having a real bad day he'll we'll say okay take this line here or do what you want put it right at the hole so we can see what happens and you see him push it three feet off to the side and oh man, that breaks to the right three foot. And it's like, does it, you know what I'm saying? Like, or did you just push that? (laughs) So actually to your point right here. So it was uh, the scramble I was playing and I was getting so frustrated because I was putting third or fourth even. And everybody be like, Oh, what are you seeing? What's going on? Okay. And the first guy would hit it. Be like, you need to line up right here. And and then the second guy hits it. Oh, you now you need to line up right here. And it's like, no, you need to line up there. I need yeah. to line up where I think I need to because my speed is going to be different than yours. Or I, I don't know. I just think, I think that's, obviously that's important learn. with putting because I honestly think look at it, have somebody tell you, hey, it's bra- breaking right to left. I think it's breaking, you know, three balls outside the cup. Or whatever, right? Let that person make their assessment. Let them putt. See what their putt did. And then you make your own assessment for your putt, right? Right. You just know now, oh, okay, that's breaking six balls. Or, 
you know, six inches or a foot outside the cup. I need to come up here, let it drop itself back in. Next guy might, he might attack the hole with harder pace. No, but that's how they putt. Yeah. You know, he might put it three feet by because why not? Yeah. You know, we've got one close for a tap in par. He might as well attack it straight on. Yeah. And go six feet, six feet past. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I think, I think we, we decide what our lineup's going to be. Saturday morning and we stick with that lineup, you know, cause like it probably you, depends how you and me are playing too. It does. And like, I don't know. And also too, the guy who's putting fourth or hitting fourth, they have to be able to hit under pressure because if everyone else before that didn't make the putt or, you know, if they're coming up, I know what you're saying, but I disagree with that. I okay. think the fourth guy is the easiest one to putt because you've just watched the three other guys blow it. What does it matter if you blow it? See, I'd think of it differently. Like if I blow this, all the weight was on my shoulders. <laughs> no, I mean, I know what you're saying, yeah. but for me mentally in a scramble, it's like, well, I got three other guys on my team. They got to hit a good shot now and then too. Yeah. Like if I'm the fourth guy at it and I miss the putt, well, the three in front of me did too. So we all yeah. share equal responsibility for missing this putt. But I guess, like you're saying, it's your last chance to make it. Yeah. But. Like, I putted last in our last tournament we played in, and I just felt so much pressure. Like, man, this is for birdie. Like, the three guys before me missed it, and one missed it right, one missed it left. They're telling me they don't know how it breaks. <laughs> I have so no idea right what down the line the middle is. And see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, right? They missed it. Yeah. They couldn't even figure out the line. So what does it matter if you don't? Yeah. Um. So what do you think is a good score? So I'm thinking on the course we're playing, I think if we golf, I honestly, and write this down, folks, if this happens, because I think we golf like minus 10. No lie. Um, okay. I think we can do it just with the, the group of guys we're going to have. I know we're not crazy good golfers, but we got four chances, a lot of scoreable holes. Um yeah, a couple Are there ones that, like if we hit driver, like we'll be on the green? There are two, you know, par fives and two. How, how far or? are you hitting your driver right now when you smoke it? Because we'll be playing from the whites. We won't be if, playing from the tips. Ooh, That's how I actually, are. if I absolutely smoke it, I'm talking absolutely, I can hit it 300. Carry. But that's 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 sort of my top end. Sorry for the and rattling here. I'm looking for the scorecard for the course so I can see. Okay. So the first hole is a 340. So let's say we hit decent drives and we have one and play at 280. That's a 60 yard wedge shot in. Yeah. Okay, so we have we will have a lot of chances to score. So are there going to be any par fours where we're taking anything more than like an eight iron in? Um, there is. Which one is it? Yeah, cause no. So here's here's the only reason I ask that is because lately I've seen something in. It's like on the courses I play. If I play from the whites, I don't hit anything more than an eight iron into a par four. And the par fives, typically I'm going to go for the green because that's just how I want to play. It's more fun that way. Um, so it's like 
seven iron and below, and then it's like four iron and above. It's like I don't need a five and a six iron anymore. Yeah, if we keep our drives, you know, between two seventy and three hundred, I think yeah, we're not taking anything more than an eight into them. But on some of these par fives, we might end up with a six iron in if we're hitting like that. Because there's a par five on here that's four hundred and sixty two yards. Par five. That's it? Yeah. And it's So that means if you hit it three hundred, you have a hundred and sixty into the Yeah. Flag. Well that's that's an eight iron. That's for an me. eight iron. But the problem yeah. is is like It's a dog leg on or something. Some of these or holes, big trouble or on some of these holes it's the way the fairway sits. Gotcha. Like the fairway will be slanted. So even and if everything you, will run off. Yeah, even if you hit like let's say your average drive is a two sixty five carry, it hits it's instantly gonna hit and bounce off to the left. Mm. And it's gonna run that house. So you're only gonna two sixty five and then you're gonna lie that you're mm. standing on that you're gonna hit up. You know what I'm saying? Like Gotcha. But if you place it right, which we're playing with if I'm on, well, I can place we'll my shots in certain areas if you can put us in a good spot. Right? We'll have options. So, There's yeah. four of us. Hopefully right. we have options. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. But I tell you what, guys. You know, it has been you know, we went a little bit of two weeks there, no podcasts. Um social media is doing well. We appreciate all the support, all the comments, people reaching out. It's awesome to hear what you guys have to say. We put out some pretty good videos. Some ones are like, eh, you know. But we're just out having a good time. We're loving golf right now. It's a beautiful sport. The weather's been nice. Just get out there and play around, guys. Make sure you're having fun. Grab your partner. Get out there. Have a good time. Make sure you drain them bogeys. Beaver Tales?